Okay, so we've already recorded with Sandler, which was a great conversation and one that I cannot wait to put out there because if we have ever had a guest on who has a certain persona and then you see another side of them on this podcast that's anywhere remotely as good as Adam Sandler, I can't think of who it is because I think of Sandler one way. You've known him your entire life it feels mm-hmm. and he was very vulnerable about his father and about growing up and about and he was just a real normal guy that i i love that conversation i can't wait to put that out there but in light of everything that's been going on in this country it does not feel appropriate to put something out that is funny irreverent um before we have an honest conversation about what's going on and how we can be part of a solution. And you asked me something off air, Oliver, that I've been thinking about ever since you asked me, and that was, what can we do? Not like a rhetorical, you know, well, what can we do Uh, about race relations and about everything that's just exploded over this last week? Literally, what can we do? And that's why... You know, you've been introspective. You've been doing your reading. I've certainly been introspective. I've I've thought a lot about uh, the way I've lived my life, how I've perceived myself over these years. Whatever I can do, I'm willing to do. It's important to take a pause, and we have a platform. You know, we have a um, a topic that we talk about each week. And, you know, we are going to bring on um, this man, Clint Smith, who did a TED Talk on um, sort of raising black a black kid, you know, what it's like. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's not about asking the black community to tell us what to do, right? I think that that's something that we need to discover on our own. We need to sort of be proactive in doing our own research, in, you know, reading the things that we need to read, in educating ourselves about the history, understanding the word systemic more than just it being a buzzword right now. Really understand what that word means, because if we're going to be thoughtful about it, and we're going back 400 years, you know, and was there a chance? You know, there was slavery, but then there was freedom. There was never real freedom. You know, I am learning these things that are opening up my eyes to the reasons why these things are happening right now. You know, um, there's a lot more to be done. But with Clint, I'm excited to have him on next week. Because, you know, staying on topic with what our podcast is, you know, we get to experience a different perspective. You know what yeah, I mean? Definitely. Um, and it's just, it's about that, I think. You know, it's about sort of, you know, just making some voices louder. You know, I mean, I don't know what it's like to raise a black son. I don't know what it's like to be black in America. You know, um, it's. It, I think that having 
someone like Clint on can just sort of continue education, can continue the learning process, you know? Yeah, a few a few years ago when Colin Kaepernick was kneeling during the national anthem, and that was such a national story, we at Fox and those at CBS and NBC, you know, the question was how much do you want to cover this story? Um, and we don't typically show the national anthem, the timing is such before games on a regular Sunday that it's not on television unless there's a specific reason, unless it's a holiday, unless it's the 9-11 Remembrance Day, unless it's a big playoff game and they have a superstar singing the national anthem. But because this was such a national story, rightly, Fox said, well, we're going to roll cameras, we're going to tape the kneeling, and then we're going to come back in a, after a commercial break and show the kneeling, and you know you you can put your words to it. And I was like, man, you know th- this is a heavy thing to talk about. And and I remember, you know, you you want to say it right. You want to you want to say the right words in the fifteen seconds that you have to describe it, to show it, mm-hmm. because you you can't blow that. And that when mm-hmm. you're doing live sports, you can't. You rarely do you script out what you're going to say. But I wanted to get it right, and I remember talking to Michelle, my wife, about it, and uh, really going back and forth and back and forth. And she said something to me then, saying, you know you've lived a completely different life than Colin Kaepernick. You have no idea what it's like to walk down the street Mm -hmm. as a young black man in America, as a 45-year-old black man in America. Yeah, no, I know. But you said something interesting, though, which was, you know, you were trying to figure out what to say, trying to say the right thing. And and that's where we are right now. Uh, white people are trying to figure out how to say the right thing. What is the right thing to say? What is the wrong thing to say? And I think that can be, um, that can get sticky because I think sometimes when you don't know whether to say, whether you're saying the right or wrong thing, you can get complacent and say nothing. And I think that's the problem. Yeah. You have to take a risk now. You have to speak from your truth, speak from your heart, speak from your authenticity, understand that we all have bias. There's no doubt about it. We are we are we have bias. We have had bias. We have bias. You know, that's that's okay. There's a lot of admissions that I personally have to make, you know. And then it gets a little bit easier to speak your truth and not worry about what people are going to say or how they might judge you. And guess what? You might fucking get it wrong, okay? You might say the wrong thing. But if your intention is pure and it's coming from your heart, you have to sometimes take take that risk. You know, yeah. I mean, because that's I, I, that's really what it's about now for me personally, because it's the other alternative is sort of saying absolutely nothing. And that doesn't that does that doesn't do anyone any good. No, I, absolutely. I hear you 100 percent. You cannot not say anything. And if you have a big platform, now is the time to use it. It would be a crime to not use a big platform. There, there's just there's no doubt about that. I think, though, you need to realize that the high wire is higher than ever. I, I just hope that we get to a point in this country 
where people can again have open, honest conversations. Can you know, and, and have conversations where you really listen. You hear, you listen, you understand, and you learn. And that's where that empathy comes from. Yeah. The more that you learn about this subject matter, just in general, okay, the more empathetic you're going to be. Because right now, what you've learned in school, you know, or the surface learning that that we have done just over the years and not really getting into the depth of it, you know, I mean, you have a certain idea and a perception, and there is a certain empathy there. But when you really get into the details and the and the minutiae, you know, feelings start to arise, you know, you, you become incredulous, you know, you, you just, and then your eyes open, you have compassion, more compassion. It's just like, wow, this is uh, unbelievable. You know, did they, did black people ever really have a chance? You know what I mean? Like it was not set up for success ever, 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 ever. And patterns have been adopted over generations and generations, you know, and it's about trying to break these patterns. And how can I be a part of the solution in breaking these patterns? And it doesn't mean I have to march. It doesn't mean I have to donate. It doesn't mean anything. It means find your lane. You can occupy multiple lanes, you know, and, you know, there is sort of um, an, an evolution, too. I mean, we are we can evolve as well. I can evolve from education to action, you know, to donation, to protest, to you know, becoming a becoming a mentor, trying to create opportunity, you know. But you can start small, and I'm choosing to start small because I want to sort of, um, you know, not be ignorant anymore. And and ignorant seems to be a bad word, but the truth is, is the definition is without knowledge, right? So it's okay it's it's okay to sort of use that word. I don't feel bad about it, but I have this unconscious ignorance and it's about bringing it to to my consciousness and and then yeah. and then from there, you know, acting on it. You know, that that's where I'm at with all of this right now and and I just think it's important that, you know, our next guest is someone, you know, who can further sort of this conversation and we can use our platform to sort of, you know, make make some voices just a little bit louder, um, all staying within the context of what of what we're doing, of what our theme is with with being a father, you know, with being a dad, being a son. You know, we we're speaking through you know our white perspective. You know, it's it, it will. I'm very curious and I'm very interested to go down the road to get into the depth of what it's like to be a black son, to be a black father, and what that means, you know, and how different it is, you know? Yeah, man, I cannot wait. Um, I can't wait. I'm so glad you came across that TED Talk. I'm thrilled you sent it to me. I learned a lot. I'm going to learn even more next week with Clint. Can't wait to meet him. Um, all right, buddy. I'll talk to you next week. All right, buddy. Be well. Talk to you next week. All right, Joseph. Joseph.